Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. I'm Sarah of the Sisters Enchanted, where it's our mission to make magic mainstream. And this is episode three of season two of the Magic on the Inside podcast. We are talking tarot all season long. And on this episode, we are chatting about the Hierophant. So get cozy and uh, come hang with us. Oh, welcome back to another episode of Magic on the Inside. Woo! Episode three of this season, where we're talking about tarot. Huzzah! Excelsior! Okay. Um, <laughs> Maybe we'll only do it once this time. I know. Doubtful. Just too much. Um, so in the last two episodes, we started at the beginning with the fool, the magician, the high priestess. We talked about the empress and the emperor. And today we have an entire episode dedicated to the one and only... The Hierophant. Hierophant. The Hierophant. The Hierophant. So, the Hierophant, it's one of those cards, I feel like, that, like... I'm going to knock this over. I know, this This seems real uh, sketchy. <laughs> We're leaning on a sofa, and it's not very stable. Um, not really a real sofa. Yeah, no, not at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so, anywho. So, the Hierophant, I feel like it's one of those cards where, like, when you're learning tarot, and even after you learn tarot, I know for me, and I've been reading tarot for... Like, how old am I? Like, 18 years, I think, ago, I bought the first deck that I ever bought. And, um, like, how am I that old? Uh, anyway, but the Hierophant, it's one yeah. of those that I still pull it, and I'm just kind of like, oh, the Hierophant. I don't know. It doesn't seem you to, like... You, like, want to skirt over it. Yeah, it doesn't elicit strong emotion in me. I'm just kind of like, oh, there's that dude standing between me and society and showing and me all the things. supplicants. All the things I don't want to see. <laughs> Ten points for using the word supplicants in a <laughs> podcast. There's 10 points for Gryffindor. How many weird <laughs> Slytherin. things can say in this season? Every time yeah. I do one of those things, I get Slytherin. Oh. There's nothing wrong with Slytherin. Unless you don't like snakes, in which case you are my no, arch I like, enemy. I like snakes. I do not. So. So are arch enemies. <laughs> Obs. This of the Hierophant. The emperor and the Empress. Yeah. Add it again. <laughs> the Hierophant is just one of those, I don't know, I feel like is like, meh, and we're dedicating a whole chat to the Iron Friends, so let's unpack Well, because I think guy. that it's needed then. If me and yeah. you are both like, who wants to talk about this? Then it's obvious it needs to be talked about. <laughs> so Anna made a really good point. We were kind of talking before we started um, recording here. I made a good point. Yeah, Anna made an excellent point Woo! about the Hierophant originally being a depiction of the Pope. Right, in the Tarot de Marseille, and the High Priestess was our Popess. And their supplicants. And their supplicants such a weird word um so with the hierophant we have a, we have a lot of different things going on here i think that like just an overarching one-liner about the hierophant is your interaction with society like influences any outside influences right that you right. that you that you know impact you right you and buy then, into them you don't buy into them they're they're for you they're not for you it's well, all we, that outside stuff once you walk out your door. Right. And we talked, too, about, like, when you were looking at, like, Tarot de Marseille and the, and the Pope and the Pope S, that, you know, you can tell how much times have changed and the fact that this used to be a highly, like, religious card, like a call to religious gatherings and stuff like that, and how it's really changed a lot in, in tone and, and digestibility in the last years. Yeah. Well, I think with the rise in popularity of Tarot... Because um, we've definitely, in probably the last, what, like six years, seen a huge shift. Uh, we talk about, this is like a total tangent, we talk about this uh, 
spiritual awakening that happened with the energies of the earth and all this stuff shifting. And I will say as a person who had tarot deck, had a tarot deck before tarot was popular, it was definitely a weird thing. Like, I distinctly remember one of my friends being like, let's be witches and have a coven of two and read tarot. And she was like, you are so weird. I'm just going to go back to, like, whatever I was doing a minute ago. <laughs> Pretend this Can I just say, we used to have, like, a glass top coffee table or something. And Sarah, like, made a book of shadows out of, like, paper bags and, like, and put, like, candles and all these like really like cliche which things which things in this glass top table and it just like sat there in the middle of our living and we like didn't talk about it when I was like when I was a kid this wasn't as like an adult with my own house and I was making like dioramas of like Egyptian mythology and you remember we were like real cool the celestial (laughs) curtains we had when we moved into our apartment with mom and she let us pick our own fabric to make curtains and I picked the blue with the gold suns and moons Mm -hmm. and she was like okay yeah we were weird yeah I I would like make death penalty things and Egyptian gods and talk about Lizzie Borden and Sarah was like witchcrafting definitely witches before being a witch was cool Back in the day, <laughs> when you were shunned. It was a good thing our mom was just like, Whatever. These, these are my kids. <laughs> nice, smart children. Um, yeah, well, so, I don't know what that would do with the Hierophant. But, oh, I think we are talking about religion, right? <laughs> and, and how so, much it's changed. Yeah, the idea changed. of the Hierophant. Yeah, so even like six, seven years ago or so, looking at the Hierophant, that would still really be your spiritual connection. Like, right. who are you, who's your spiritual crowd? Like, are you right. part of this church community? Are you part of this spiritual community? Right. Are you a pagan? Are you a Wiccan? Are you a Catholic? Are right. you a Christian? Like, you must identify as a bucket. Right. Where now, I think, um, in the past few years, as it's become more popular, we really can look at it just as society, sort of as, like, all these different buckets. Right. You know, like, who are your people? And how you're influenced. And you could even yeah. look at that <clears throat> on a bigger scale, like social media and all these things that come into when you're a young adult or even an adult now, how much these outside influencers, like billboards, like I said, social media... Um, public speakers and stuff influence your life and how much you allow them to control your life or to help you with your life or all these things like do they lift you up do they put you down but being able to realize what it is actually doing it what it is doing for you and whether you're taking it as an influence or a or as a um Help me out here. Uh, like you're absorbing it as part of you to learn and grow and act from. Right. Or, or if it it's hurting like, you. Yeah. Like it's become more than an influence. It's become yeah, like something a negative that. Influence. Yeah. Like living up to, like they say with social media, like when there is like somebody who is, you know, this, that, or this, that even though they're doing something really great, that it makes you feel bad about you're you not doing because it. you're not doing it. Yeah. And you have to realize that like we're all individuals and how we take these influences and how we take these people who are in social places to give us information that we're supposed to take it, digest it and become our best self and not have them define us or make us feel bad for us. Yeah. Ourselves. Accurate. And another thing that I like to say about just withheld a huzzah. Excelsior. Another thing (laughs) that I like, I like to say, and this goes on what Anna's saying about, absorbing in what people are saying in a negative way or a positive way and influences, you know, obviously can influence us in all different ways. But I like to say with the Hierophant is that what's been seen can't be unseen. So once you sort of 
see that influence of like this this is how life should look this is how my spirituality should be this is what food i should be or eating. you should be like yeah this you is how wear. you can't unsee it so no right. matter what you do even if you're like oh i will not you know that person that's not a real standard like that's just they're obviously staging their children for instagram photos like right. once a week and their real life doesn't look like that even though you might know that once you see this and you you put that standard you of internalize it. on yourself, it's there. You right. cannot unsee what has been seen. Right. Period. <laughs> and that's what like when we look at the hierophant, there's usually a figure in front of other figures. Supplicants. Or, yeah, or in front of another. Twenty figure. points for me. And it's a figure. There's one figure that's in more of the like um, power position, more of the authority figure, and then somebody who's seeking help or looking up to them, speaking to them. And when we look at these influences, these people that are influencing us or billboards, or ads, or like whatever it is that's influencing us, there's this like curtain about them. And once you've peeked into that curtain, you can't unsee it. Right. Um, and like and he's given you, you the keys to the car, he gave you the keys to a Maserati, and you drove the Maserati, and now that you've driven it, you know, your Volvo just doesn't look the same. Yeah. And so we want to be, when we're looking at influences, we have to be careful of taking those keys. Like, who do we want to take the keys from? Right. You know, do we want to take the keys from, like, you know, this this person who's touting this, like, weight loss pill? Or are right. we going to take the keys from this person that's like, you know, um, balance, yo. Like, right. eat some vegetables. Do and some yoga. maybe, like, eat a small piece of chocolate instead right. of, like, an entire bag of Hershey kisses. Right. Like, let's do a little bit. So who are you going to take the keys from? Are you going to take the keys from somebody who feeds your soul or for somebody that makes you feel like you're not doing enough? You're not doing enough. Yeah. And that's part of that. Um, I think that's really what the Hierophant in our world of tarot and modern interpretation has kind of evolved into. Well, the idea of the Hierophant, too, has started as, like, an individual kind of entity who comes down and says, like, follow this, follow that. But we, me and Sarah were talking before about how the Hierophant now has shifted to a collective yeah. group of people. So who do you surround yourself with? And you you don't want to just look to one person to to define who you are, but instead look to yourself and then the peers who support that and live on the same kind of like vibration Yeah, to help to nourish that um, so that when things come to light, they don't inhibit your growth, but instead nurture your growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did no. I say it okay? Yeah, it's totally. It's like, um, because <laughs> who you're... Do it, mom. Because yeah. if you're surrounding yourself, because this is those societal influences. So we've learned, like, just backtracking, we have all the stuff we were born with. We have the influences of our nurturing figures, both the masculine and feminine nurturers, and then we walk out the door. And whether that's literally like childhood and you're going to preschool for the first time, or like playgroup, or, or all your teachers that you get from yeah. here to yeah. there, who stuck with you, who who said positive things to you, who said negative things yeah. to you that impacted you, who told you you weren't smart enough, and those or kids. you didn't have good enough attention, or that you were brilliant, like the who kids that you, you fall yeah. into. Like, are you falling into this crowd of kids that? Says your hair is not long enough. Yeah, or it's like your mom packed a weird lunch, putting you down, but you really want to be with them for some reason because that's the standard that you have set for yourself. And then we look at that later in life, and it's like the people, the friends you you surround yourself with that you thought you had. Yeah, like where are you putting yourself in a position, and where is it because you think that that's that's what you've absorbed from society? Right. That's what you've seen is the standard, and this is what you're supposed to do. 
or where is it because it's actually the right fit for you right. and it's the right it's the right thing for you to be doing and that's that idea of influence is where are we being influenced from this place of all the stuff that we've learned before and where are we being influenced um, in a in a not so amazing way you know and that's kind of how we get to the next point on our journey also because when we find that we have not that when we find ourselves in being in, taught by people who we weren't born to have teach us yeah and when we find ourselves in these places of negative influence that's when we have to go back to oh I have the tools to get out of this right. I need to listen to my guts to get out of it right. who's my nurturing person that can nurture me through this and right. who is my my like um, solar person that can right. help me get make a plan in place to get away from right. this and that's where we fall backwards on our journey, where if it's the right influence, right. that's where we move to the next step. Well, and that's also where you find where you come into conflict with that, you said, like that moon essence, that solar essence, because they too have had hierophants yeah. in their life. So that's where you become, you come up with social disturbances with the people around you, because we haven't all had the same teachers yeah. influencers uh people who have tried to give us wisdom you know that's when you know children decide that they don't want to have the same religion or they don't want to go to the same college their family went to they don't they, want to be vegan they don't want to be vegan <laughs> i don't i don't see why that's relevant <laughs> um it's because it's just bacon, he says. It's just bacon's not the same as chicken. Yeah, Anna doesn't eat meat, and her son is like, but bacon is like a separate thing. It's like not real. But then he'll ask for like a plant burger with bacon on it. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But I also allow him to make his own choices when he has educated. I give him the facts, and then he's allowed to make his own choices. Yes. I give him the facts on both sides. I'm not like predetermined on one side I yeah, know you're a very balanced person I'm like the force I'm not the dark or the light I'm the gray <laughs> Star Wars it's the second time you didn't catch that one though did you did you no okay catch it not I did catch it I did not catch it not I didn't how would Yoda say that <laughs> catch it I did not yeah catch it I did not <laughs> yeah, I tried. I tried really hard that time. <laughs> so we have our hierophant. We have our hierophant who is this this influence, right? And and like Anna was saying, we are also like the people that are nurturing us, right? And guiding us have their own influences also. And it's right. when we walk out the door and experience things that we really start to become into ourselves, right? And choose what's right for us mm-hmm. and what's not right for us. And then looking at it as like a current situation sort of thing, like if you're watching or listening to this and. You know, you have a job maybe or you're in a new relationship. And we like to look at this whole series of cards, the Fool's Journey, as any new journey that you're on. Right. And this can be like, you know, you've, you've nurtured yourself into this new thing. Like you took the job. You, you, you know, fancied yourself up to get it. You showed up like nice and clean on your first day. You rested well the night before. And you had good boundaries. Yeah, you had good boundaries. And now you're there and you have like the gossip people that are like, oh, our boss is the worst. And then you have the people that are like, oh, our boss is the best. If only right. you just suck up a little bit. Right. And it's like, now you now like everything you thought you had, you're like, this is going to be so great. And now you're in this position where you're like, crap, I have to pick a team. Right, I have to pick a side. Which team am I on? And that's where all this stuff we've learned before and what we know from those people that have nurtured us mm-hmm. comes into play. Like, I just keep hearing what's in my head, this? stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Do something, stay in your lane. That is my thing, stay in your lane. Which stay is in your lane. Not exactly. That's like, I guess, being your own hierophant. 
Right, which you know, we talked about, which too. Which we talked about, when you need to be your own Hierophant, which I guess would be my, like, I like the Hierophant for me is always just the thing that comes to mind is what's been seen can't be unseen. Right. Once you have these influences, whether you acted on them or not, you can't unsee those influences. Right. You will never not know that that person is on the gossip team and that person's on the suck-up team. Right. You will never not know that. Right. You see it, you know it. And right. so in that moment, you have a choice to to fall into one of those influences or be your own Hierophant and stay in your own lane. And, huzzah! Yeah, huzzah! Excelsior! <laughs> and, um, like, create your own... Lane. Your own lane. And then and you can be the Hierophant for other people. People that come in new and say, okay, there's this person who keeps their head up but down and just does the work. You know, yeah. like, maybe I should do that instead of falling. But then your past influencers will will push you into which one of those you fall into. You know, like, once uh-huh. you've been in the gossip crowd, it's hard to to not be in that. And once you fall into yeah. the suck-up crowd, it's hard to not be in that. And then that's when you have to take the, what you've learned from these, these influencers on how you can either navigate into a new way of being or continue being influenced that way. And we talked about that a little bit with the Sisters Enchanted, how, like, starting this was really came out of this idea that we have, like, the, like the witch world, and then we have kind of like the woo spiritual world, which very and the much, real world, yeah, and the real world, which very much all intertwine, right? They right. definitely all touch each other. But where we were like, well, we're not like cut and dry witchcraft. We're also not cut and dry spiritual woo. Right. Like we're like everyday moms, everyday people. Like do like just trying to do the best we can. Right. And so it didn't feel, none of these influencers, like none of these, and not like, we're not talking like Instagram, we're talking like influence, like the, t- the bucket of these terms. Like yeah. none of this influence, none of this thing where like you could be in this bucket, none of it fit. None right. of it felt like this was where we should be. Um, so we just were like, hey look, there appears to be a vacancy for a hierophant over here. <laughs> This bucket needs to be filled. What shall we fill it with? Yeah. There appears to be an opening. We found an empty, turned over, rusty bucket. Let's put it back together and fill it with something. Yes. We shall stand on it and then determine its stableness. Yes. And then decide what we want to plant in it. Yeah. And then fill it with good things. Yes. And then Sarah shall put a, what is it? What are things that ivies grow on? Ivies grow on? I don't know. Like a brick structures? Ivy? No, I was meaning like what you put in plants, like the wooden things, like stakes. Stakes. Put stakes in it shall grow. I was going to say like trestle or something, but I don't think that's a word. Yeah, no, it is. It's that thing that stuff grows up on. You're right. You're right. (laughs) Trestles, supplicants. So many words coming at me. Yoda, do not know. Yoda, Yoda, I do not. I do not. I'm not Yoda. How does that even work? Anyway, so yeah, so the higher knowledge I have. Knowledge I have not, I feel like. Wisdom, I do not. <laughs> um, so Learn it, you shall. <laughs> you can just live it, you will. Yeah. Hierophant, you will be. Hierophant, you are. Ten points if you can talk like Yoda. Gosh, that's so complicated. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can totally, so we see these influences, and if we don't want to examine them further and try to put ourselves in a bucket... Be your own hierophant and pave your own. Be your own bucket. But now spray paint it. Put duct tape on the cracks. (laughs) If you take those keys though, and you join that group, even though you can get you can give the keys back, obviously, and like peace out. But you can't unsee that experience. You can't unhave that experience. So 
if you it will always impact how you think about people right. if you were like oh these women were all chatty cathies and they were also horrible and mean you're always going to have that experience right and it's going to tie into everything else you do right always and then you have to work to undo that but right well it's even kind of like when you go back to the traditional like tarot de marseille like the pope and religion and stuff and then a lot of people in this life start with a traditional religious experience but then as they grow up they start to push the structures on that and they learn spirituality or they learn the witchiness and that's something that like you said once you see it you can't unsee it so when a lot of people do these transitions they they bring in that that previous sometimes hardships mm-hmm. sometimes um fear that comes in and then yeah. they have to push it, and then you have to learn how to let go of some of these things, or learn to accept these kinds of things, and and know that you're going to be questioned, and that you're going to have to take a new stance on yourself, thus becoming again your own hierophant, saying like, yes, I have stepped away from this because I have decided to do this. Yeah. But you can't unsee all that. You can't undo what your parents imparted on you, and that kind of stuff. And you carry that forward, and and you get that a lot in this community when people are like, "Why well, was raised this way? Yeah. How do I in, impart that into my life now that I'm pushing the the, the social boundary the boundary that. that I was given?" And I think um, that that's also just an interesting point as to how each of us have all these experiences differently. Because there's so many times where people are like, oh, well, I was raised this way, right. and I was raised to think this was wrong, and, like, how do I reconcile that? But then somebody will chime in that's like, oh, I still practice that, and I do this, right. and my experience is completely different. Right. And that's because we have different influences. Yes. We have different nurturing figures. Right. The tools that we have at our disposal are higher wisdom. It's all different right. because we're experiencing things completely differently. Different. Which yes. is also why I think that when um, I see a lot of questions, people will pull some cards and they'll post it like on Facebook and be like, can somebody interpret these for me? And I'm always like, that's always the wrong question to ask. Right. Because this is what I see. Yeah. And unless you're specifically working with that person on the reading, because obviously we read for strangers all the time. Right. But that's, you're specifically working with them on it for you to to just slap down some cards to a hundred people and be like, what do you think? Right. There's, well, even on a one-on-one reading, you can pull things that look almost definitely like it's a relationship but it could definitely be somebody being very emotionally invested in their workplace. Yeah. And, you know, it's you know you don't know because you're not in that person's shoes. You know, you do your best to navigate, but that person has to filter it through their brain and apply it to their own life to their best ability, Yeah. you know, and then utilize it as something constructive because or helpful. Because we all have different experiences. Right. And we're all influenced differently by different Hierophant figures. Yes. Yeah. So, and challenge, if you've never thought of yourself as sort of a leader person, I'm sure you've been the Hierophant at some point in time in some area of your life. Just ask yourself, like, when was I, when did I just do something different? Or when were when people coming I, to me because yeah, they thought that I had something to offer them or that yeah. I was able to help them? Or, like, when did you go through something really hard in life and then, like, two of your friends went through the same thing and they came to you to ask you how you did this? Yeah. How you survived, how you made it work. We all have been called to be... And I think that when we start to look at these figures of the tarot, we can also improve our own lives and our own communication with people when we remember that we embody these characters. Right. Like how much responsibility it may be that you're taking on when somebody's sitting before you saying, I'm trusting you to show me the way. Yeah. Like what kind of responsibility that takes, how you speak now to that person so that you're not influencing them in a way mm-hmm. that's harmful or hurtful or shaming, but in a way that's empathetic and compassionate and 
and able to help them make decisions for themselves without you, without them feeling badly. Yeah. Yeah. And totally just when you think of that and you're like, wow, there's so much impact here, both on my life and how I'm impacting others every single day, looking at each of these cards, there's so much layer and wisdom and lessons in the tarot. Right. Like for like, just as a side note, like I've had people when I do readings, ask me questions and sometimes their questions are like, really like, I'm going to go like to the way negative and they're like, what's wrong with me? And when I do the reading, I'm like, I'm not going to ask what's wrong with you because <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. Let's instead ask like what you're bumping into right now that's preventing you from moving forward in your best possible shoes or yeah. light. Um, because I never in my position want to tell somebody what's wrong with them because there's not, you know, so you have to like make sure that when you're talking to people or a collective of people that you're not, you know, yeah. I mean, unless that's your role or your, not your role, but your goal to upset people, which there are people in life that, that do that. And then, are the, the, what is it? I don't know. The wrench in the works. The wrench in the works. The squeaky. Yeah. The squeaky wheel, the jammed cog in the clock. The jammed cog. That word always gives me cog. Cog. <laughs> like supplicant. Yeah. Our, our trestle. Our siblings live in a, a small town, and that is their their school, their high school thing. They're the cogs. Huh. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> like, this is such an interesting choice. You should have them send you a t-shirt. For a high school mascot to be a cog. I mean, it makes sense because they have to work together to, like, make stuff happen. Yeah, but that also kind of implies that, like, you all have to do the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's like, let's mold you into a cog and be part of the collective movement of whatever is happening. Resistance is futile. Yeah, but in reality, you maybe want to be the cog that cramps up and breaks out and rolls down the hill and has to figure out how to move know. on its own. Those I don't kids know. It's got to be their own hierophants. Oh, man. Yeah. Just the wormhole we just went down into. We were both like, oh, the hierophant. And now we're just like, the hierophant. The hierophant. So much to say. Your power. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this uh, this episode. I'm your father. <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys on the next one as we continue our dance through uh, the full journey. Are we dancing? We're dancing. We're swaying. Okay. We'll see you in the next one. Pause Bye. for silent swaying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. I'm Sarah of the Sisters Enchanted. If you want to learn more about tarot, be sure to check out our tarot throwdown class. It's a seven-day class, which gives you all the tools that you need to begin reading intuitively and confidently. You can find that at thesistersenchanted.com forward slash tarot throwdown. And until our next episode, I hope that you have an enchanted day ahead. And we'll see you and we'll see you in the next one.